The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Good afternoon. Welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. It's so great to be here with you today, and I'm glad you could take some time out of your busy schedule to listen in today. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday right here at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. You'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman. Well, first up, some trend insight from Iconoculture. You've heard me talk a lot about Iconoculture on the program. They're a trend-watching organization, and this time they're on top of social networking trends. And we're going to be talking a lot about social networking sites related to research in just a moment. But first, um, you may reflect just a couple of years ago, lots of people were online on these social networks sharing anything and everything, almost too much, almost too much information. Well, we're learning from our mistakes, according to Iconoculture, and now we're much more aware of our behaviors and are being much more discreet. In fact, there are people out there using iPhone apps like FaceTime to self-police their time that they spend on sites like Facebook, and they're also controlling their digital footprint not as involved in as many sites as they once were. And in fact, they're even reducing their number of online friends. The maintenance alone has gotten to be excruciating for people. And they also feel that their privacy just isn't what it should be. Now, an Adweek article from last November noted that 51% of millennials polled by Mindshare agreed that social networking sites like Facebook were actually diluting the quality of their relationships. Now, I have suspected this for a really long time. I have to admit, I'm not a huge Facebooker. I am on Facebook. But I would much rather have a one-on-one conversation with someone or email them directly as opposed to letting everybody and their brother hear what I'm talking about. Well, apparently, I'm not alone. Um, Iconoculture is also noting that organizations are putting the squeeze on participation. So like high schools, universities, all of them are starting to establish guidelines to squash bad behavior online. And even workplaces are limiting time on social sites. Now, one marketing takeaway courtesy of Iconoculture is that your product fosters a social media component, you want to emphasize consumer control. Again, consumers are seeking more control over their digital footprint, their privacy. They don't want to feel like you are peering over their shoulder. And they also want to know that they're going to have a satisfactory experience with your product online. So keep that in mind, marketers. 
Well, we're going to talk today about the Target Trendsetter. Now, there's a lot of these moms out there, and a lot of them are online. There's more than 9 million of them making 90000 or more a year. Median age is 40, and a quarter of them stay at home. They're hopeful and entrepreneurial. They put their family first. They are seeking out deals, not so much brand loyalty. And, of course, their children do influence what they buy and where they buy. They do struggle with money. Um, and they really do not like the idea of being in debt, although more and more of them may be in debt over the last couple of years. She's shopping at Land's End, Old Navy, Old Navy, Gap, Michael's, Toys R Us, and Kohl's. Um, she's shopping cosmetics like MAC, Lancome, and Maybelline. They're driving Volkswagen, Honda, Dodge, and Chrysler. She's buying um, designers like Tommy Hilfiger, Gloria Vanderbilt, and uh, Donna Caron. And she's wearing shoes like Bongo and Skechers. So if you're a marketer, how do you connect with this target trendsetter? Well, she's reading parent magazines such as Parenting and Parents. Real simple, red book, first for women. And as I said before, she's online a lot. In fact, she's um, on sites like Disney, Nickelodeon. She's checking out her network on iVillage and getting her news online at CBS.com and MSNBC.com. And, of course, getting information from Ask, Cool Savings, and Yellow Pages online. She's watching cable like HGTV, Disney, Nickelodeon, E! Lifetime, and Food Network. Well, my guest today is Tom Anderson, the founder and managing partner of Anderson Analytics, which is a marketing research company. Now, uh, Tom has a decade of experience working for the largest global marketing research companies like TNS, NFO Worldwide, AC Nielsen. And he's worked on product and market development projects across several countries and industries, including those in the financial services area, telecommunications, packaged goods, and travel and entertainment. Now, Tom provides hands-on personalized consultation, high-level advanced statistical and qualitative analysis um, to all of his clients there at Anderson Analytics. And today, he's going to be talking about the rich data that exists on social networks and how companies such as yours can tap that data for great insights. So more purse strings in just a moment. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Purse strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Are you an affiliate? If yes, you'll pay me. No if, ands, or maybes. Get paid daily. Make a mad dash. Sign up is a flash. Quickly convert the clicks into cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance based. Listen to what I'm telling you. Because this is what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agreed that money is what you need. Indeed, you can get paid from sales and leads. Not one thing lacking. Don't get it cracking. Even comes with state of the art tracking where did it start you can do it a couple ways 866 xy7 page it's toll free tell me what you waiting on so log on to xy7.com charles come on up and tell us about the great roi we're getting from revenue wire thank you since I signed up with Revenue Wire, conversions have increased dramatically. Revenue Wire has an integrated shopping cart called SafeCart that offers highly accurate sales tracking, boosting our conversions through the roof. And now that they've added multiple international currencies to SafeCart, we're looking forward to seeing significant increases in our overseas sales of PC utility software from LavaSoft, PC Tools, Pareto Logic, and Avonquest. 
with up to 75% commission, real-time sales tracking, free in-depth sales analytics and reporting tools, campaign optimization resources, and now weekly payments for top-performing affiliates, our sales are climbing higher and higher, thanks to RevenueWire. Find out more at RevenueWire.com. From domains to digital marketing, social media to blogging, you can reach this broad audience by using what you're listening to now. Reach the thousands of internet marketers that download and listen live to the premier on-air and on-demand podcast network. Contact sales at webmasterradio.fm to find out more today. Affiliate Wire. Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Well, welcome back to Purse Strings. Joining me today is Tom Anderson, founder and managing partner of Anderson Analytics. Now, Tom has worked on product and market development projects all over the world and in many, many, many different industries, and he provides hands-on personalized consultation, high-level advanced statistical and qualitative analysis, and of course, as always, actionable advice to his clients. Tom, welcome to the program. Thank you. Very, very happy to have you on the show today. And at the at the top of the show, I did give a little description of Anderson Analytics, but I am sure you will provide a lot more rich detail. Explain, if you would, uh, what your company does for people who are listening in today. Well, Anderson Analytics is a full-service uh, marketing research firm, so we conduct surveys and focus groups. But uh, what makes us uh, different is that we've been um, the first, really, to leverage new techniques uh, like data and text mining with these traditional research techniques. And uh, this has also allowed us to be a, a leader in the social media research and, and more recently social network research area. Well, that's exactly why you're on the show today. I had read um, one of your studies from last year. It was really interesting. I think you probably got a lot of coverage on this. It revealed what your favorite social network says about you, and of course, I had to read it to figure out what my favorite social network had to say about me. Can you give us a little quick synopsis of the results from that study? Sure. Um, Well, it was really um, a continuation uh, from some work that we had done with LinkedIn, where we profiled various types of LinkedIn users. And so in this study, we wanted to understand exactly how Americans were using social networks, uh, if they were using them, which ones, and why, and also understand uh, who's not using social networks and why. So um, we found that uh, 110 million, or, ha- or um, well, I would guess a, a third of the all Americans are using social networks. Um, more specifically, in, in terms of the online American population, 60% are also on social networks. And among those who weren't, 25% said they would join in the next year. Um, obviously, there was a lot of differences between various demographic groups. So, for instance, pretty much all or 90% of Gen Y are on social networks. So to- tomorrow's customers will all be on there. But we also found that boomers and even World War II generations are joining sites like Facebook in droves now, in part to stay in touch and share with uh, younger family members. Yeah, it's really interesting that you say World War II. I mean, I think we all know boomers have really gravitated 
towards social networks for that very reason. But for those older than boomers, I'm, I'm really surprised by that. Was that surprising to you? It uh, was a bit, but then again, I mean, we, when we think about why they're joining, um, we saw, for, for instance, that obviously um, mothers were joining because at first they were being asked by their sons or daughters, usually daughters, to join, and then later these uh, children would actually unfriend mom, and then mom would say, no, no, you're you're keeping me on there. Um, but for the same reasons, um, you know, grandparents are joining. Obviously, there's sharing of pictures and so forth, and, and to stay connected. It makes perfect sense. Um, now, your approach, you talked a little bit about um, social media mining, and, and you've talked a lot about how you uncover consumer insights, and, and your specific way of doing it there at Anderson Analytics, I think... We as marketers all know about monitoring blogs and forums and, and social networks for chatter and that type of thing, but there actually is, is richer data out there to mine, which is what you do there at Anderson Analytics. What tools are out there that we really should be tapping um, that will get us that richer data, and, and why? Well, uh, so uh, tools here, I, I assume we're talking about social media or maybe social networks yes. specifically. Um, yes. I think, I mean, it, it's surprising uh, pretty much any product now is being discussed somewhere from, you know, uh, knitting to guitars to cell phones, obviously, and so forth. Um, even in those rare cases where a product isn't being discussed, a uh, company's key target demographic is out there somewhere discussing something that's uh, of interest to them. So so that's um, always uh, a place, you know, um, I tell our clients to look for where their target demographic is congregating online to understand them. Um, but in terms of social networks, I think that's extremely interesting. And, and in terms of the big players in the study, for instance, going back to the one uh, we were talking about earlier, MySpace had been a leader for quite some time but has really fallen in popularity. Um, but, I mean, it's still big in size and has a core group of users, especially younger fans who are uh, very into music and entertainment. But if we're talking about B2C marketing, then in terms of overall reach and richness of personal information, Facebook is the clear leader. Um, Facebook now has about 400 million users globally, uh, about a quarter which are in the U.S. Importantly, half of these visit the site almost every single day. Um, on the other hand, if B2B is your area, then LinkedIn is, is probably the clear leader, especially in the U.S., with over 50 million users, half of which are international. Um, Twitter is an interesting case. Um, while it's slightly larger than LinkedIn, um, and, and there is certainly quite a bit of spam there, um, partly because true identities aren't linked to, to uh, you know your profile, so in that respect, it's not really a social network like Facebook and LinkedIn. But uh, those you can reach on Twitter have a very large uh, social media footprint. So they're much more likely to be on other networks and blog and so forth. Um, so that's an important uh, place to be to listen and try to get um, some of those people with larger footprint who are more likely to blog to become your evangelist. So in terms of both understanding and marketing, um, it's really uh, viewing these in as separate entities. It may be a mistake. It's, it's more, um, 
useful to look at them as overlapping opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes perfect sense because people are usually, as you said, more prolific in that they use a lot of different social networks to communicate based on the you know the people that they're talking to. Um, I thought it was interesting that you've actually created software that looks at word choice and that you, there's certain inferences that can be made from people's word choices as they're interacting. Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, yeah, well, I mean, other than survey research, um, we also conduct text analytics, as as I mentioned, and uh, we can use these tools both in traditional research, like in surveys where we're, we're asking the questions, um, or we can use them um, on other sources data, such as the web, where we can listen in on the conversation taking place without asking questions. Um, and a lot of companies, including Anderson Analytics, are using text analytics software that identifies uh, the verbatim concept or, or what's being discussed, specific items and products and such, and also uh, sentiment. Are they discussing it positively or negatively? But we're also using software that looks at the words people choose to use, uh, which tells us something about their emotions and why they are posting or who they are, what they're feeling. Um, and this type of software, you know, has been was initially developed and used in the field of psychology and, and uh, used heavily in terms of um, at a distance um, psychological analysis. And we found it very useful for marketing research as well. You know, you, you've mentioned a few phrases that may be new to the listeners today. Text mining, for one, which I thought was interesting. Um, there's just a, a lot of phrases that you use in, in research that might not be very familiar to folks listening. One of them is, is scraping. What are some of the terms out there today that you think would be helpful for people listening who are maybe already somewhat familiar with research, but maybe not the, the, the research that you do there at Anderson Analytics? Well, uh uh, text mining and, and text analytics are really the same thing. There's been a trend recently to use the term text analytics rather than text mining because it sounds friendlier and, and easier. Uh, but it involves using computers to help you know read or code text so that we can then more easily analyze or, or detect patterns in text, which is text is also known as unstructured information. Um, Screen scraping or, or web scraping that you mentioned, these two are also synonyms. And uh, basically, websites or discussion boards are, are just one place uh, where there's a lot of text data. Uh, if we want to analyze information on a website, we need to copy that information onto our computer before we can uh, analyze it and so forth. So if you imagine yourself copying and pasting from a website into an Excel sheet, screen scraping is doing that with a robot or a spider, and it's happening much faster. Um, so those are probably the two uh, most commonly used terms uh, in uh, text analytics. Well, I feel smarter already. Thank you, Tom, <laughs> for clearing all of that up for me and, and also potentially for the one or two listeners out there today who haven't heard of scraping. Um, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, really want to talk a little bit about how to ensure that research is, is being done at a time when I think every company is looking very closely at their marketing dollars and to ensure that relevant research is actually recession-proof. So more on that when we come back in just a moment. 
Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Her strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. What is this? Why is my website not ranking higher? Well, sounds like you could use a link building report from SEOfox.com. What's that? You can't rank without good backlinks. And SEOfox.com's link building report lets you enter domains and compare their backlinks. It gives a detailed report that shows you why each domain ranks where it does, and it reduces the time it takes to find more links. With SEOfox.com's link building report, you can find more links, use their search marketing services to find more links, or better yet, they could even build your own backlinks. So you think you're pretty sly with that SEO Fox link building report. <laughs> sly like a fox. Get your link building report today at seofox.com. That's seofox.com. Did you know? 99designs is a leading marketplace for graphic design on the Internet. Did you know? 99designs connects you to a community of over 35,000 designers who will compete to do the best work for you. Did you know? 99designs allows you to post projects for logo design, web page design, t-shirt design, and more. Did you know? 99designs projects the average of over 70 different design options for a price that you set. 99designs. When designers compete, you win. So you're telling me your affiliate program on the local Pages Affiliate Network is performing as well as your handicap? Absolutely. Thanks to their top-tier XML feed, I'm able to monetize all of my traffic. They handle all of my volume to anywhere in the world. Plus, I also get high cost per click and the most exclusive of advertisers to work with. You should join the club. Sounds good. I can't wait to join. But first, let's work on that tee shot. Use the power of local pages with over 5 billion searches per month and the largest database of paid search listings. Let Local Pages Affiliate Network personalize your account and give you the search tools and solutions you need. Become a Local Pages Affiliate today with localpages.com. AFCON 2010, the trade show that you know where affiliates always attend for free, is making its way to Denver, June 21st through 23rd. Register now at AFFCON. 2010.com Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And we're back. I'm joined today by Tom Anderson, founder and managing partner of Anderson Analytics, a market research um, agency. And Tom, we've been talking a lot about social networks and how you can get really great insights from social networks, the text mining, the scraping that we talked about. And how um, a lot of people out there clearly are using multiple social networks and how you really want to try to engage those individuals with a larger social uh, footprint to become your brand evangelist. Um, I want to talk a little bit now about cost-effective uh, research, if you will. Um, a lot of companies clearly have cut back on their marketing funds and some of them may be putting off research. Can you talk a little bit about how critical research is within the marketing arena and how the web has really actually made it, perhaps it has, maybe it hasn't, uh, more cost-effective? Well, I mean, if we're talking uh, about uh, information, not not survey research, but uh, information scraped from the web and so forth, um, the main costs here are are the software and, and perhaps even more costly in some ways is the the time needed to learn the software and develop best practices in terms of analyzing this um, text or unstructured uh, information. 
Overall, though, um, I tell our clients that cost-wise, it's it's fairly equivalent to uh, traditional research techniques such as survey research. Um, uh, when you consider the amount of information you can get from the web for the same price as these more traditional research techniques, then I guess you could say that it is cheaper. Uh, you know, for the same price that you can survey a few hundred respondents, you can scrape a a large uh, forum or website and get um, information about several thousands, uh, what they're saying about a certain uh, product category. Mm-hmm. Well, and I know I was reading uh, my February edition of PR Week on the plane just last week, and there was an actual article devoted to research and how you know these companies are looking for ways to really perform cost-effective research and maybe even mine data that they already have access to, like sales data or, to your point, online survey tools or maybe even piggybacking on research done by other departments. Um, you know, what... What if, you know, PR Week were to ask you, Tom, the same question which they posed to a group of panelists, which is, what's the best way to conduct research in a difficult economy? What what would you say to that? Well, I agree with some of those um, recommendations like mining sales data and, and, and uh, would say that, that, that's an, that this, this is an excellent time to reevaluate um, your position in the market and understand which customers are more important to you and, and what they want. Um, so in terms of that, I think it's an excellent time to think about segmenting or resegmenting your customers. I also agree with the recommendations, I think, um, that I had seen about piggybacking uh, with advertising and marketing, especially in regards to social media. Uh, many of the options related to social mar- media marketing such as identifying evangelists, creating communities and widgets, uh, also in the, enable or, or give you access to a lot of uh, interesting information. So it's an insight loop where uh, research helps you market better. Uh, marketing on social media creates a lot of useful data about customers, conversation, and so forth, which, uh, which products and marketing um, leads to, to even greater uh, feedback. I also agreed with um, that PR can, can uh, piggyback on marketing research effectively. Anything related to social media research now is, is a very hot uh, in terms of getting good PR. Um, one, one trend that I had seen in the article that I might disagree a bit with, um, just because uh, survey tools are cheap and free, um, that they're a good investment of time, I'm not so sure about. We've seen do-it-yourself trend in the past uh, recessions as well. Eventually, though, clients figure out that, that you know time invested in conducting their own surveys and and a lack of fresh thinking from an uh, outside supplier. Um, you know, it, it, in the end, uh, they find I think that it's it's a bit of an internal distraction. And, uh, you know, it doesn't allow clients to do what they do best and suppliers to do what they do best. So um, I think, uh, in the end, those who value clever market research and advertising and look uh, to it to help them rather than, rather than a way to save uh, money in tough times will fare much better when we come out of this recession. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and no matter what, you still need to do research, right? I mean, you just cannot 
grip on research because that's really going to be the, the the baseline from which you build all your your marketing tools. I would imagine. So, I, and especially since research is your bread and butter, I would imagine that you would agree. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> well, we're going to wrap things up, Tom. But before we go, I have one more question, um, and then we'll we'll let you go. That there's a lot of social networking. Uh, sites out there. There's a lot of conversations going on. I mean, Twitter wasn't even on the scene a few years ago, and now it's all the rage. Are, as you look into your crystal ball, do you think that there's some some things out there right now that may be losing its relevancy as as people and populations move from social network to social network or from social tool to social tool? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's uh, hard. I mean, as a, as a quantitative market researcher, I like to focus more on the facts than than prediction. Though though we we do try to predict <laughs> things, uh, but I do wonder about the long term relevancy of Twitter specifically. Uh, I think that Twitter might be at risk of becoming the next you know Friendster or MySpace. Uh, Facebook and LinkedIn both seem to have a, a much better long term outlook. Um, but we never know what to, you know, expect in terms of the next killer app on these social networks. So, so nobody's really completely safe. Uh, one thing I will say uh, that I do believe social networks are definitely here to stay. Um, we've seen a decrease in blogging recently among, um, especially the Gen Y, because it's just easier for them to use these tools on these social networks. So, you know, Twitter was was a, in a way an easy way to blog. But, um, you know, it, it's, it's a lot of the, the same functionality that there is in Twitter is, is also present on Facebook and LinkedIn now. So uh, I'm, I'm not, I would be uh, least positive about Twitter's outlook in terms of the, the, the current uh, big three. Yeah, yeah, I have to agree with you, too. I think there's a lot of people out there that would also concur with that takeaway. Well, well the time, time will tell. We're all going to be monitoring very, very closely, of course, because we're always looking for the next big thing, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for being on the program today. It was, it's fascinating talking to you. Wish you the best of luck there at Anderson Analytics. Thank you, Maria. I enjoyed uh, our talk. And for everybody out there who want to know more about Tom and Anderson Analytics, check out the site, andersonanalytics.com. And thanks, of course, to George, my producer, for another great show. And join me next week right here for another edition of Purse Strings, 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. 